Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, Mike. I got. I have a joke to start off this episode. Mike. Oh, really? Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at the edge of my seat already. Yeah, Let's... all right, all right. Here's the joke, Mike. Yes. When does a joke become a dad joke? When? When it becomes apparent. Oh. <laughs> Roll the credits, Mike. Let's let's bring this boy home. You know what? I've, I've I I think I've heard that one before. Yeah. Because it was hit. It hit me as after the, the second I was like, when, and then it was like apparent, apparent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just know all the jokes, Mike. I have a whole book somewhere. I don't know where I lost it in the move. Wow. Probably beside the toilet, I imagine. Right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, yeah. where the dad readers go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, Mike, uh, aside from the joke. things are <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I got to ask, where did the joke come from? A tiff told it to me last week. And I was like, this is funny. I'm going to put it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she heard it from like TikTok or somewhere on Facebook or something. Probably. Like that. I, I half expected you to tell some joke that like Ben made up that was entirely not funny. Right. Yes. The classic kid joke. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, w- why does a, a clown, why, are the, why, why is a clown funny? Cause, cause he's got shoes, you know. <laughs> like, like that's a hundred percent a kid joke, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's not even a story here, Mike. But is William obsessed with like poop and pee yet? Is he? Has he kind of got that potty humor age? Kind of. Like he's obsessed with poop and pee in the sense that we're still potty training. So that's that's sure. A, yeah, a yeah. But I, I can't think of like he'll laugh at poop you know poop jokes and, and yeah. make little toot jokes and stuff like that but i wouldn't say he's obsessed with that kind of thing oh okay well yes yeah, sorry i don't mean like obsessed like this is all he lives for but uh yeah no ben has been just all about it because i think i made a couple jokes about you know you know what's that in your hand oh it's poop and all of a sudden it's the funniest thing in the world uh, so, like, everything's today, poop we, now right yeah we asked him like what do you want for dinner and i was like i want poop it's like oh oh yeah he's like yeah i want mommy poop on my plate <laughs> it's like whoa okay buddy yeah all right it was like that's like, no then it was like daddy has to do it and stuff so anyway we got we have a lot of that stuff okay yeah no not quite like that no yeah anyway he's mr mr comedy obviously that's the reason he's doing it william i think the other day was like oh he was like daddy needs to daddy needs to fill his underpants or something like that <laughs> something along those lines you basically said mommy or daddy need to like poop their pants or something right like that. right these goddamn kids mike i tell you <laughs> i tell you but uh yeah mike so it was thanksgiving weekend here in canada yeah last weekend, or this just a couple days ago which is why we're recording on Tuesday. Not that anyone knows that notices that or anything. Yeah, like well, that, now the cat's out of the bag. Chris. I know. I've ruined it for everybody. But man, Mike, did we have a busy weekend or what? And not you and I, because we don't speak outside of the podcast. But, no, it's you know, it's tr- strictly off limits. It's a, it's a business friendship only. Yeah, we only talk to each other by registered contracts, like <laughs> <laughs> through the lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Mike, so have you ever heard of Clovermead Adventure Farm? No. No. Okay. So it's out towards like Elmer. So it's like an hour away from where you and I live, uh, give or take. 
And it is, I am going to describe it as a sort of Wild West-themed farm playground thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of, like, old-timey buildings, and, you know, they've got, like, playgrounds. And because it's, it's, you know, October, they have, like, pumpkin cannons and pumpkin trebuchets that, you know, shoot things off all over the place. And they've got all kinds of rides and all kinds of things for the kids to do, Mike, and... Man, the boys, we with my brother and his family and my sister actually came as well. And man, they all had just a fantastic time. We were there. We got there like 10 in the morning. We didn't leave until I think 430 in the afternoon. (laughs) We just powered through nap time and we just had a great time. And yeah, they had it was fantastic. I think it was fairly inexpensive, like 20 bucks a person or something like that. But uh, if you ever need something to do, it was really good. And it wasn't like particularly childish or anything. Like it was, it was very entertaining. That's good. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we had our Thanksgiving thing. So that was just my parents and then my brother and his family and my family. And we had a good time there too. We broke out the bouncy castle. So we had originally bought a bouncy castle for Ben's birthday, which is next weekend. Mm-hmm. His party in a next weekend. But we kind of, you know, let the cat out of the bag a couple weeks ago when he was feeling a little bit sick. So it was like, you know what, let's let him do something at the house because he can't go anywhere and whatever. So we, you know, we were looking at renting one and it was like a hundred bucks, you know, to rent this thing plus like a deposit and whatever. So Tiff ended up finding one on Facebook. It was like practically brand new for a hundred dollars. So now we own a bouncy castle. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something I never thought I would own. But anyway, yes, we brought it over to my parents to let the boys bounce on it and stuff. It was so funny because Henry comes over and Ben's just like, Henry, and they run over, give each other a hug. And he's like, I got a surprise for you. And he kind of runs out and he does one of these sort of like, ta-da, you know, it's a bouncy castle. And Henry sort of looks at it and turns around and goes back to the (laughs) deck. And you can just see Ben like, "Uh, what? Like, did you not see the castle? Like, <laughs> but after a while, like, of course, he, you know, took his shoes off and he went back on there because he's a proper boy. But yeah, it was just kind of funny. And then obviously later in the night there, you know, I'm, you know, my parents house then kind of run in a big circle on the main floor. Yep. And they must have run in that circle, Mike, for I swear to God, like 30 minutes straight. <laughs> Those boys definitely slept well. And then finally, because we didn't think the two big events on the weekend were enough, we tried bowling for the first time with Ben. Oh, on wonderful. Monday. And I would say it went okay. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, he, he lasted about five frames before he got bored. I think if he was in a better mood, we would have made it through the whole day. But he was a little bit off after his nap and stuff. But he certainly enjoyed it. From the shots that he did, he certainly enjoyed. Because I don't know if you've been or not, but they've got like a little ramp for kids. You can put the ball on the top and kind of push it down the ramp and everything. So between that and the bumpers, they always hit pins and it's always very exciting and and everything like that. So anyway, yeah. So that's uh, what we got up to this weekend. It was very busy. I feel like I need a weekend from the weekend. But, you know, what can you do, right? That's the parent life now. Yeah, no kidding. I'm definitely in the same need a weekend from my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's going on with you guys? Uh, well, it's fun. Thank you for your recommendation on what to do. And uh, and I'll tell you why we will not do that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And, it, and it's not because I don't like you and your ideas. Because I mean, that's true too. But there mm-hmm. are other there are other reasons in play. And basically the main one is, and, and it wasn't really that super obvious until this year, 
that my family has too many events during the month of October slash September. Obviously, you you know that, that Laura works on, on the weekends because of the way her job works. She has to work one weekend day and she gets a different day off during the week. So she works Saturday. So that gives us Sunday to do whatever family event is going on in the world. The end of September is my dad's birthday. The next week is my sister-in-law's birthday. The next week is Thanksgiving. The next week is William's birthday. The next week is my nephew's birthday. Like it, it goes <laughs> all the way through November. Like right, it, it's right. so so every every Sunday is an event, and every Saturday Laura is working, so we can't go to one of these things. So it's kind of like, well, crap. When are we going to find time to do any of these things? And a perfect example was Laura really wanted to take William to Lindley's farm, which I know you're probably familiar with. You lived pretty close to Lindley's farm for a while there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you still technically live a lot closer. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't move that far away. No, no, but you were closer. You were yes, closer. That's true. So Lindley's Farm, it's a, it's a place where you can go and you can pick pumpkins out of the pumpkin patch and they usually have hay rides and all that stuff. And Laura, it was like a family tradition for her family was to go to Lindley's Farm and do the pumpkin pickup. And the and Laura's been very keen about, you know, going to the pumpkin patch and doing this with, with William. And I, you know, the first year we couldn't really do it because, you know, William was too little. And then the second year COVID happened. And now this year it's like, well, now we, we have all of these events lined up in a row. So when are we going to go? And I made the suggestion to Laura. I'm like, well, you don't work on Wednesdays. Why don't we just pick them up a little early from daycare and go? She's like, oh my God, that's actually a a really good idea. And then she looks it up and it's like, oh no, they're just open for regular business and only regular business on Wednesdays. So we could still go, but the pumpkin patch is closed and the no, there are no hay rides and you can't go into like the little Halloween area they have. So it was like, Oh, well, we already promised him we were going to go to the pumpkin patch. So, (laughs) all right, let's go. And we went and they had pumpkins there. And William got to pick out, I forget, an infinite amount of pumpkins. I don't know if you've seen our front lawn because Laura's posted some pictures. Laura basically just let him pick up, pick pumpkins until he ran out of steam. Uh, (laughs) And then we got all those pumpkins. I think we ended up with, I think we have 12 pumpkins. At this oh point. damn, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of those are very little pumpkins, and some of them are sure, like sure. weird white, weird white pumpkins, and like green pumpkins, and like I said, some p- pumpkins are the size of your hand, and then some mm-hmm. pumpkins are the size of your head. So we have a very broad definition of pumpkins, but yeah, t- I think it's like twelve pumpkins right now. Right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we grabbed a whole bunch of pumpkins, and we went inside, and they, they we just bought like you know some vegetables for dinner, and that was that mm-hmm. was the pumpkin. But, but, you know, William was just like, I got to pick pumpkins. This is great. And we're like, yeah, you did it. You know, you, you missed the experience we were going for, but we kind of had no choice. But he still was pretty happy with the whole thing, all things considered. So, you know, he, he's pleased as punch to be able to go pick out his pumpkins from the big pile of pumpkins. Right, right. Well, and then if you need more activities, Mike, he can start decorating each of those pumpkins like one at a time, right? Yeah, that's probably keep, what we're going to be doing. building on it, rolling the snowball, you know? That kind yeah, of well, the, the idea is that on Saturday, because William is, is home and Laura's working and I'm on my own with him, was that we were going to wash the pumpkins because we washed, we had a couple extra pumpkins from the week before that Laura bought because she went to the grocery mm-hmm. store. So she bought some pumpkins at the grocery store and we washed the pumpkins that weekend. And he was like, I love this. I let's wash the pumpkins again. Let's get more pumpkins. And so, you know, we got these pumpkins from the pumpkin patch and we're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll wash these pumpkins on Saturday. Well, Saturday poured rain all day long. So the, 
<laughs> the, the pumpkins wash themselves. Right, right. <laughs> and and it was just not not the greatest weekend because William just wouldn't nap like the whole weekend, really. No. Yeah, so he kind of was in a mood for most of the weekend and he got a bit of sleep before Thanksgiving, which was good because I was a little like, oh, don't be a nightmare for for Thanksgiving. But no, he was good and he, he got to play with his cousins. The three of them were like, I don't think we need to eat any dinner. And and that was it. Like they, they had like maybe two bites of their dinner and then they're like, let's go play. And we were all like, basically both my brother and his wife and Laura and I just were like, well, <laughs> you know, like we just, <laughs> yeah, just do what you want. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Eventually the trash truck came on and everybody was quiet while we were able to finish eating and, and having dessert. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. Like it was nice to get a lot of family together. Not all my family. Some of my family decided to stay home just because of like, you know, what's going on in the world. And, sure. Yeah. And I like, completely can't understand. Can't blame that. them. Yeah. Hopefully next year, everything will be kind of back to normal. Yeah. They were missed, but, uh, you know, I understand the reasons for, for not coming. But yeah, so that was that. And when then on Monday, William and I, you know, we did a few things and we tried to do some more crafts. Crafts have just devolved into William just spraying glue on the table. You know, like he's. <laughs> yeah. It's, so what you're suggesting is he has not inherited his father's artistic talent. No, not not quite yet. I mean, <laughs> not you know, yet, it's, anyway, yeah. it's funny though. He actually, we have one of those like little. It's not an etch a sketch, but it's one of those like magna doodle things that you slide. Sure, yeah, the yeah. You swipe the thing across. And... Yeah, we spent a lot of time with that, and we were actually like, he basically he would just be like, "You draw this, and then I'll be happy." You know, like mm-hmm. so we would we'd be sitting there, and he's like, "I would like you to draw a whale." And I'm like, "Okay," and I drew a whale sitting in the water. And he's like, "Now draw a small whale." And I'm like, "Okay," so I drew a small <laughs> whale, and then he's like, "Now draw a whale." Un- under the water. Okay. I'm going to be drawing a lot of whales apparently, but right. And, and then it was a lot of W's. He's a really big fan of W because I don't know if you know, this is uh, W is for William. Right. Yes. His letter. It's, it's, it's really funny. Cause he's actually taken like William is really good with his words and his letters now. And like, he's always been really good with letters and he's always been really good with numbers, but it's really funny listening to him attempt to spell. Oh, does he give it a go? Uh, yeah. And it, it, it's really funny. Cause he'll be like, perfect example is you can see you can see the shirt that i'm wearing right now it is a very mike shirt is a metal gear solid t-shirt right and he will look at it and he will go m e t a l g e a r and that spells daddy (laughs) close (laughs) close (laughs) so and and there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, uh, what was the one thing well, before we moved the TV? That the small TV that was in the living room was was my old Sony Bravia, and it says on the on the front in big letters Sony S O N Y, and he would S O N Y. That spells TV time. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that was another good one. That was another good. One. But he actually does. He has one word, and it's not blippy. He has one word that he can spell, and he knows what the word is, which is actually really impressive. And it came from my dad's birthday. Is there was a big banner on the wall that said "Happy Birthday," and he he read the letters out, and he read H A P P, and 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 uh, and he's and I'm like, do you know what that says? And he's like, Daddy. And I'm like, Nope, that doesn't say Daddy. That says Happy H A P P Y Happy. And so he can spell happy. He so he and he knows H A P P Y is happy. So William is able to spell one word. I, I think that's I think it's pretty impressive because like 
I, I feel like a lot of kids his age don't really know their letters or anything like that. So. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, the only word Ben knows how to spell is his own name. And he could like identify maybe a, a half dozen letters. Like he does not know his letters and numbers. He can he can count. Like if you put five things in front of him, he'll count five. Or he can he's obsessed with like, you know, I have three and put the th- the three on your hand up, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, no, letters are just not happening right now. So I would say he's doing pretty well. So I have to ask, because you, you said that he can spend it, spell his own name. Mm-hmm. Is it Ben he can spell, or is it his full name he can spell? Oh, no, just Ben. Yeah. Just Ben. Okay, just yeah. curious. Just we have curious. not even attempted to show, like, no, your actual name is Bennett, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. we haven't done anything like that. But he identifies, like, the letter B on every shirt and every car and everything like that. But Yeah. But yeah, no, he's not where William is in terms of his letters. Yeah, well, it's funny, because he's really good with his numbers, too. And it, he get he can count to 20 with no problem. There is every so often he'll throw in an extra like 18 for some reason. <laughs> like he'll <laughs> he'll get to like 18 and then he'll be like 18, 18, 20. Like, you know, in place. Of, right, like, right. And it was really funny today because I was walking him to, to daycare and he started throwing out like numbers where he was like one teen. And I'm like, you mean 11? And he's like two teen. <laughs> My personal favorite was zero teen. And I'm like, do you mean 10? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was really funny. So yeah. zero teen. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was, that was the weekend for him. But like, uh, it was also a very stressful weekend because, uh, we were doing some stuff on Monday morning and Laura started work at noon. So she was around for, for part of the day. And Laura's like, oh, can you go get his clothes out of the dryer? Because we put them in there. I think it was like the night. No, because it was the day before was Sunday. So it was Saturday night. We put his clothes in the washing machine and then on the dryer on on Saturday night. And then we just were like, we'll get it tomorrow. And then Sunday was Thanksgiving. So we didn't touch it. So I opened I opened up the dryer on Monday and everything's kind of damp. Like just just slightly, slightly damp. Right. And I'm like. I'm going to I'm going to run this again cuz this isn't good. And you know, like what this shouldn't be this shouldn't be damp. And I've noticed that before that our dryer can need more than one run to clear up the uh to, to dry everything, especially if there's like a towel in there. Like you need to run it twice. And so I I end up taking going to Laura and I'm like, "These are still these are still wet." She's like, "Well, you should probably wash them again cuz if they've been sitting in there wet for a couple of days and they you know, it could be gross." I'm like, "All right, fine." So we we rush it through again. And after that happened, I, I said to Laura, I'm like, you know, when these things eventually die, we should buy a Wi-Fi one that we can like, you know, tell it from the Internet to 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 run or or it'll it'll let us know, like it'll notify us when the washing machine is done. So we don't forget to like empty the dryer or whatever. Right, right. And she's like, yeah, we should. That's probably a good idea. And then the dryer, William had gone to bed, you know, for for an attempt at a nap that day. And I, I go and I go into the, the, the room and I don't even look at the clothes. I just run the dryer a second time because I'm like, if it didn't dry last time, it ain't going to dry this time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and so it runs twice. So it runs for like two hours. And then I come back and I open it up and everything in it is as wet as it was when I put it in that dryer two hours ago. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So we officially believe our dryer to be dead. And like I looked into it and and like our dryer is like 12 years old. It came with the house when we bought it and moved in. And and the and I was like, like, 
do I even bother to get this thing repaired? Or did I jinx us by saying that we should buy new Wi-Fi <laughs> equip, you know, equipped washing and drying machines? And Laura's like, I think you jinxed us, but you know, we'll we'll figure it out. I looked into seeing if it was possible to repair it. And this specific model, it's like, it's either this really simple thing, or that is the first stop on a chain of like check this check this check this check this like if it's not that it's this and if it's not that it's this and if it's not that it's this and if it's not that it's this. and it's like i'm i'm looking through people who are complaining about this thing being broken and like how can i fix it on like diy sites and it's all like it's probably this well no i tried that and it doesn't work well then it's the next thing and and it's just you know multiple conversations of this and i'm like uh like this could be this could be either a nightmare trying to fix it myself versus a re- calling a repairman and having them, you know, fix it and me paying through the nose. And like I was reading a th- like a thing that was like, hey, if, if your dryer or washing machine is older than eight years, you should probably just buy a new one at this point if it's broken. And I'm like, it's OK, it's 12 years. OK, well, I, I guess we have to I mean, we have no dryer for for now. Right. We can just wash our clothes and hang our clothes. And so I call my parents because I know that they recently got a new washer. And I'm like, hey, out of curiosity, where did you get your your machine and how long did it take you to get it? And they said, we went to Leon's because it was the only place that wasn't like two months to get it. Oh, nice. Yeah, because everything's all back, you know, back delays, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say something along those lines. Thanks. I guess I'm going to be drying my clothes for a while. And it just so happened that I was like, I know Best Buy sells like appliances, like fridges and stuff like that. And I know that they also have, they have like a 20th anniversary sale going on right now because they've been in Canada for 20 years. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, let's take a look. And I found a really neat Wi-Fi washer and dryer set and it's being delivered on Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, nice, okay. nice. You pulled the trigger quick. Yeah. It was like, I can't really complain. Like, it was like, can be delivered as early as Friday. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I kind of, I kind of need a dryer as soon as possible. And, and as much as it was like, well, the washing machine still works. Like it's as old as the dryer. The dryer just broke and like its days are numbered. And also, mm. it smells sometimes. I don't know why it smells, but it smells like you know that really gross, like mildewy, watery smell. You know, like you've let you let some water sit in a bucket too long or something like that. It's kind of gross. So it was like, okay, well, let's, let's let's take care of that. So they uh, they're delivering it, and it was really funny because all things considered, it was more a bit more of an ordeal than I thought it was going to be because like we bought it as a as a combo because you can buy it like the washer and the dryer right in one set and for whatever reason there's all this stuff that like best buy will do like you can buy a warranty and you can buy the recycling fee or they'll haul away your old washing and dryer and and we did the math on it it was like oh it, they'll take away our old washer and dryer for 60 dollars, and i'm like i will happily happily pay $60 for that to be somebody else's problem. You know, yeah. like, like I have no problem with that. And then I get to the checkout and it's like, these are not options. They're not available for you to do any of these things. And I'm like, 
well, what the shit? Like, why don't I have any of these options? And then I put each, each washer, like the washer and the dryer into my cart individually outside of the bundle, outside of the bundle. And, and it's like, yeah, here are all these options. Also, it's like $200 more. I'm like, well, no, no, I don't want to, (laughs) why, why, why are these options not here? And like, so I, I messaged the guy, like their website and like, cause they have chat on their website. Sure. Yeah. And the chat guy's like, oh, yeah, the website, it's probably a cache, uh, like a caching error. Just refresh your page. And I'm like, I'm not going to get mad at you because that's probably what they tell you to say. But I've looked at this on three different computers and your mobile app and on the browser on my cell phone. Like it's, I've checked it five different sources. It's the exact same result every time. I don't think it's a cash issue, you know? Right, like, right. F5 ain't going to help me here, buddy. Because he's like, if you need to order on the phone, like you should call. And I'm like, okay, I will do what you say. But just so you know, that's not what my problem was. <laughs> you should probably still look into this. So, so I call them and I tell them the exact thing that I told them. And they're like, oh, yeah, just buy it and we'll call you back. Because they have to like confirm when with a delivery like this, they have to confirm when they can come kind of a thing. Right. So they're like, when we are going to set that up, we'll call you. And then you can just be like, hey, while we're on the phone, add these items on. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's simple enough. So I bought it. And then they called me back like an hour later. And it was like this automated thing that was like, please hold. And I'm like, you called me and put me on hold. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? And, and, and then after I got, I got off hold, the person on the other end had no idea. They thought I was just like a general call out of the, uh, out of the line. Like they didn't even know. Really? Yeah. And I explained the whole thing to them and they're like, oh, okay, sorry. And and then we, we did the whole thing and I'm getting all the crap I wanted, but it was just this weird thing. It was all this all of this stuff. And the one thing that I thought was really funny too is the, when I called them the first time, the, uh, the robot, you know, how they have those robots that, that, uh, that are like, you're, you know, the calls are, the queue is busy. You have, you know, approximately this long to wait or something. Sure. Like yeah. That. And, and it comes on and it's like, you're on hold and we'll be with you in zero hours. And I'm like, what the f- does zero hours mean? <laughs> like, are you going to, uh, am I now? Is yes, it is yeah. the zero hours mean less than an hour? Like, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. And it turns out it was you're you were coming to you instantly. So it was OK. Well, that's good. then. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a weird thing. But I am supposedly getting all of the stuff that uh, that I asked for. And the fun bit, too, is uh, our couch is finally being delivered. So we had to pay for that. And then, of course, I told you last week, we just bought a brand new TV and a wall mount and all this stuff. So it's been a very expensive week for us. Say, you're like a, you're like a whole new uh, home now, Mike. Or it's, it's like it's like you finally moved in. Maybe that's the perspective to take. Well, my favorite part, too, also is off camera, slightly to the side here. You remember there's this hallway full of boxes. And the whole reason that the hallway full of boxes wasn't assembled was because we needed to put our shelving units up. Right. Well, to get them downstairs, I had to reassemble them. And we've just been so busy that we haven't reassembled them yet. So now there are boxes and an unassembled shelf in the path that they will have to take to bring down the laundry (laughs) stuff. So I have until Friday to move all of these boxes to somewhere that is out of the way of the laundry stuff. So that's going to be fun. Hmm. Interesting, Mike. So the one important question that you, you omitted in your story. 
What mm. brand of washer and dryer did you go with? Uh, LG, LG, oh, okay. and it's uh, it is it is a smart internet equipped Wi-Fi washing machine and dryer, and uh, and I looked at what that means, and I can basically be like, "Hey Google," oh, I shouldn't have said the words because it's going to be listening now. Yeah, I can be like, "Hey, run the dryer when I get out of the shower and stuff like that." Like, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I used to have an old LG dryer at the old place, so. It was very good. So I'm hoping that yours is good as well. Yeah, it was funny because it was like, oh, here's a nice bundle on their website. And of course, because it's a bundle, it doesn't have any reviews. Like it has right. zero reviews. And I'm like, I have no idea if either of these washer and or dryer are, are any good. So I just Googled their model numbers and it was like thousands of reviews, 4.6 out of five stars. And I'm like, ah, that's good enough. You know, like <laughs> that's good enough. I can't, yeah. I don't need to go too much more looking into this and like, so yeah, an expensive week full of new toys, whether they're the fun toys or or just, you know, something new in the house. Because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have a couch that'll be fun. And I guess fun, fun in the sense that <laughs> I have a couch this, this and I your butt will be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't have to sit in those two chairs in the middle of an empty living room anymore. <laughs> well, that's good, Mike. That's good. I am glad that you'll have a couch to sit on finally to enjoy your new 4K television, which I'm sure has been on at least eight hours a day. It's on quite a bit and mostly <laughs> on trash truck and <laughs> yeah, and Bluey on 4K trash truck. And that's the important part. Yeah. We actually, the first thing that we watched in 4K on it was Return of the Jedi, was what we watched on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So it was, uh, it was nice to, to just sit and watch a movie that looked really nice. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's a, that's a, enough of that, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so Mike, what do you want to talk about? We are our pickings are a little thin this week. I mean, are they thin or are they thin because we were busy and didn't have time to look for this? <laughs> Could be that too. I mean, I I do check, but uh, there was nothing super exciting this week. Well, it's funny cuz this week had similar to last week, not quite the same, but similar to last week, there was something that was like this is forcing you to take action. And last week, it was us being forced to take action because our Facebook accounts were all shut down for, for that few, those the, the longest time in the world. And actually, it's really funny. I don't know if this is something that was happening in your circles, but all of a sudden, a, a whole bunch of my friends just decided to quit Facebook after all of what was going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I had quite a few people quit. And my favorite, though, was the guy who's like, I'm off this godforsaken website. And then like two days later, was like, I need it for work. I'm sorry. I'm back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what always happens, right? It's like, oh, yeah, my kids thing that they're signed up for. They only do it on Facebook. It's yeah. Like, yeah, you have to have an account. We can always strip it clean, though. That's maybe that's the that's the balance, you know. Yeah, but this guy, the one guy I know, he's like, I'm 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 done. I got rid of my Instagram, my WhatsApp, my Facebook. I'm selling my Oculus Quest. And damn, oh man, he's just purging. He's purging. And my favorite part too is when he was like, you know what the Oculus Quest does? Like it takes notes of your room and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but like, is Facebook using that information to like? break into your house like what are they doing with that information <laughs> it's so you I, it's so you don't walk into the couch i guess i mean uh, yeah uh, i don't know i mean maybe they are gonna i was gonna say that could be famous last words right there mike it's yeah. true the zuckerberg is waiting outside my room right now just <laughs> waiting for me to go to bed so he can break in here and steal my, right. my 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 giant 1080p tv behind me <laughs> yeah he's just got a mouse in his hand sort of swinging it around like some sort of flail yeah i yep. can see it yeah 
Yeah. But the thing that affected us this week is was I had to suddenly change a whole bunch of passwords on a whole bunch of Twitch accounts. Yes, that's right. There was a Twitch leak, Mike. And, you know, usually when you think Twitch leak or Twitch hack or, you know, any something like that, it's like, oh, all the usernames and passwords got hacked and you need to change your password just to be on the safe side and so on and so forth. But Mike, in this case, it was a little bit different. All of Twitch got leaked. And by all of it, I mean the source code on the website, how much money they pay all of their their streamers, the usernames, the passwords, everything, top to bottom. You want to know what Twitch is? You can just go download that 125 gigabyte torrent, and you yourself can just basically set Twitch up on your own server if you really wanted to. Yeah, that was that was crazy to me that it was so much of like the code that runs the websites. There's like even multiple versions of it. Like, including, like, the original versions of Twitch. Yeah, I have not heard... I mean, at least that I can remember, I've not heard of a a leak this substantial, ever. Yeah. Like, where they just just took everything, you know? (laughs) And they brought it out to the world to see and everything like that. I would say, Mike, that the, the biggest takeaway from this that everybody's kind of talking about the most is that it's the reveal of how much money people make on Twitch. Yeah, and and the interesting thing about that too, because there's a lot of people that were like, "Can you believe how much money these people make on Twitch?" And I've seen a, quite a few people being like, "How is this news? All you needed to do was math, and you could know how much money these people were making." <laughs> yeah, but I think having it kind of all in one spot certainly made it easier. Mm-hmm. And then, like the one kind of gotcha on all this stuff is the numbers. I would say are quite high for the top people. But that also doesn't include like donations, sponsorship deals, sort of the the outside income and everything that uh, that exists as well. But I mean, you know, we're talking a lot of uh, a lot of Twitch millionaires out there, Mike. It almost makes you want to start streaming. I know. Like it was funny too. The, the other thing that was really funny too, because I looked at the list. I looked at the list of the top one hundred. Yeah, and and I thought it was really funny that like, despite the fact that like. I hear a lot about Twitch people and we've talked about Twitch people like Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman on this show. I didn't know like nine of the top 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> I sadly do know a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> even though I don't watch all this stuff. But See, uh, like, like, I mean, Critical Role was number one. Yeah. And I'm not surprised because that fan base is massive. And it's, it's, it's interesting because tr- Critical Role kind of, like I know they they broadcast on Twitch and everything, but yeah, it, it's it's almost like a life of its own kind of a thing. Like they almost don't like. I feel like at this point, Critical Role doesn't even need Twitch to make money. Like with the amount of money they make through other things, like they have a cartoon. You know, like there's a Critical Role cartoon. There's books, like so much stuff. Well, that's that's right. There's debate I think around them is if you can really truly consider them Twitch streamers to the yeah. same you know point that you made is. They have a full crew that records it. It's basically a television show with yeah. professional actors and stuff on it, right? Or voice actors, I guess, in this case. But uh, but yeah, they pulled in, well, I think, a cool $9.6 million over the last two years. Yeah. Just just from subscriptions, from yes. nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you start piling on all those, you know, $10 donations where it's like, please notice me donations and... I bet you they bet you they're all uh, they're all feeling pretty good about themselves. That's for sure. And and Tim the Tatman, who we've talked about on this show, he was 
he was in the top 10 and he was making quite, I think he was making like $3 million or something like that. Yeah. 3.3 million. But Dr. Lupo, who we talked about was much lower, like by much lower, I mean like 15th, (laughs) you're the 15th top earner (laughs) on this massive website. And, and, and then like other people, we talked about shroud shroud was somebody that he made the jump to mixer and then jumped back. And he was much lower down on the list of like, of in on the top hundred, I can't remember where he fell, but I I remember being like, this is one of the guys I've heard of, and he's like not even in the top twenty. Yeah, now I mean, mind you, he's still pulling in a cool two million dollars. You know, like he's yeah, you do it okay for himself. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting is obviously you know you can always look to the top and and see you know of course the top people are going to earn an incredible amount of money, but like where does it drop off? There's a compiled list that I linked in our our thing here, but. Basically, the 10,000th earner makes $23,000 a year. So, like, that's the 10,000th most, you know, valuable, I don't know what you call it, highest highest earning person. So, I mean, that's not, it's not awful. I mean, imagine you're going to throw some donations and stuff on there, too. So, they're probably making a living, I think, with that kind of income. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the one thing to remember is how many how many streamers are on Twitch, Mike? There's like millions. <laughs> you know, we're really we're not even talking top one percent here. We're talking like top point zero one point zero zero one percent of people who are making like the big time bucks, right? So, you know, I, if if Ben and William want to start streaming and stuff, you know, I might take pause and say, well, listen, like the odds of you being successful at this are probably pretty low, but you know. You don't want to crush their dreams or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, a perfect example is uh, I had uh, big dreams this year of going a little further on our on our extra life, like doing some extra early extra life stuff throughout the year and didn't really think about how busy my year was going to be and why this was the year that we were going (laughs) to start doing extra streams for extra life. And like now I'm at the point where we've been so busy. I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to hit this year's extra life, you know? Yeah, no, I know. Well, it's tough when you're parents. I mean, you have one kid. Imagine having two. Yeah. Imagine being that dumb to have a second child. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like if I were to be like, hey, can can you spare like multiple hours to join me for a stream? Your wife would hit you over the head with it. That's uh, that's the biggest problem. It's not the children. It's the the ever over over watching presence of your wife judging every move that you make. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm starting curling soon, Mike, and I dread all of my... All of my 6.30 games, because that means I skip out on double bedtime for those games. Now, fortunately, it's just once it's once a week, so it's not bad. I will try to make it up to her in some way, but I, I don't want to verbalize any thoughts just in case that becomes like a verbal contract or anything like that. You know? Yeah, you're trapped. It's been recorded. <laughs> That's right. It has to be this. But uh, yeah, it does make it tough. I mean, if, shit, even hanging out with friends and stuff, it's like, yeah, I can hang out. After eight, yeah. after eight p.m., then I can do what I want. You know, for an hour and a half before I collapse into bed because I'm so tired from the day. Yep. Interesting thing that was also getting back to Twitch. Another mm-hmm. interesting thing in the Twitch leak was that Twitch was making their own Steam competitor. Yes, my, that's true. And my favorite part was they gave it a very derivative name from Steam. They calling it Vapor. I mean. I, maybe that's an internal code name because they're yes. like we're ripping off Steam guys, and that's not whatever they were gonna call, they were gonna call it. But like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the problem that plagues the PC world with all these stupid game stores gets worse. That's uh, that's what I'm reading out of this, and I, I hope it doesn't become real. But I guess the big thing with this Vapor, codename Vapor thing, was they'd have a lot of Twitch integrations with all of their games, like, I guess, better integration or... You know, your chat can control some element of the game or something like that. But it is a, it is a kind of a fun idea, you know, whether or not that would take off. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like there are a few games that have that kind of stuff built into it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like some of the Jackbox games and there's a new Jackbox game, I'm pretty sure. So we'll have to have another Jackbox night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. But I'm pretty sure there's another there's a new Jackbox game. And I think. I think Borderlands 3 is another game I've heard of that has Twitch integrations in it where you can like let the audience vote on what you're doing and things like that. So Yeah, there was um that I don't I don't know much about that one, but I know there was that one Ubisoft game that I beta tested. Hyper no, Hyper, Hyper, yeah, Hyperscape or something Hyperscape. like that. Yeah, it had things where the Twitch the community could impact the game as a whole they could vote on certain elements that would change stuff in the game as the game was going on and everything like that it's like yeah it's it's a neat idea it is a neat idea to include the audience but the problem is is for people like you and i mike like we don't have an audience yeah <laughs> this, is, this is irrelevant to us you know i mean i i when we do our, our our extra life streams we usually have you know a consistent at least a few people there like it's never it's not like i mean when when i did the 24 hour stream there was literally several several i don't say several at least one full hour where nobody was watching and i just quietly played a game by myself (laughs) but like i mean when we were doing those short ones that we did we had we always had somebody in the chat always walked you know oh yeah but it was somebody we knew or somebody who just happened to pop in. Yeah, we're not going to crack the top 10,000 Twitch earners no. by any stretch. No, but no. Uh, but I agree. Yes, yeah, some people, they, they, I don't know, took time out of their day to watch us and I was and participate with us. And I was very surprised. Yeah. So thanks to those people. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can see why we're not uh, we're not blazing up the charts no <laughs> no no you think if you streamed one day a year you should get like thousands of viewers right you yeah. would think right yeah yeah it should yeah. be that easy we're just so charismatic that we should be able to <laughs> to build a following hey, we are a delight if you ask me mike that's right yeah us streaming on the same day that everyone else streams <laughs> for charity <laughs> clearly everyone knows we're there and and should really be paying attention yep. but yeah yeah uh, but also, I mean, like, what else can we can we we say? Uh, but maybe what we need to get into is we start start to uh, start streaming emulators, you know, because that's the big fancy thing, right? Like, how do you get some of these old consoles onto onto your stream? Well, you just use emulators and you play, right? That's true. I have yeah. emulators. Yeah, you could you could be using emulators on. I mean, they get, emulators are pretty sophisticated these days, right? Like, I I remember back in the day when I was running Super Nintendo emulators, and like they didn't always work that great, you know. And you you play the Sega game, and it would crash. And now, like you're running like PS2 and GameCube emulators and Dreamcast, and man, like people have figured out PS3 emulation, and you know what? Apparently, they also have figured out. Is the switch? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, tell me more, Mike. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that actually the switch. I can't I can't think of another console that has ever been like 
well, maybe the Dreamcast that's been this cracked open when it was like in its prime. Cause like Dreamcast, Dreamcast really not emulation, but like for piracy's sake, like you could just burn a game onto a CDR and slap it in your Dreamcast and it would work. Yeah, it would no, work. They, they didn't think about that when they launched that platform. Yeah, no mods needed. Like I remember you needed a mod chip for the PS1 and that came out three years before the Dreamcast. But but yeah, Dreamcast had nothing. And that thing, that's part of the reason it died was because you could just throw any game on. But the Switch is like an absolute monster. Like it's a behemoth right now. The Switch mm-hmm. is selling console after console they just released the new model the oled switch and and from what i hear the only people who are buying the oled switch are people who already own at least one switch <laughs> like like everybody there's a huge demand for switches even among people who have switches so it's it's surprising to see that like oh yeah not only is is emulation already available but like like immediately and a perfect example is this is Metroid Dread, a brand new game that just came out like last Friday, has already been figured out and already running on Switch emulation. And that caused a bit of controversy over the weekend because Kotaku, the website, the news reporting video game website, made a post about how, hey, this brand new game is already playing great on emulation. And then they filled their their article with all sorts of language like, hey, Nintendo lawyers, don't look at this article. Are you not a Nintendo lawyer and you're still reading? That's great. Let's talk about emulating the Switch. And then it ended with like, thank God for piracy, like at the end of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Sure, sure. But they, but they really did say thank heavens for pirates or something along those lines. And, and I think they're they're. What they were trying to infer was that if it wasn't for pirates, they wouldn't know how to do this kind of stuff. And that's why pirates are great. But really, the way it came off was like, pirate this game, this brand new game. Everyone, here's a PSA that you could pirate this brand new game. like, <laughs> And that it's easy. Like, Yeah, it's super easy. That's right. Well, it is... Yeah, I think this is definitely the first time I've heard of a current generation console being pirated, for sure. Like, this early into its life cycle and stuff. But I also wonder if, you know, I guess we're kind of going off topic a little bit with this question, but because the Switch is so comparatively underpowered, emulating it is really not that challenging, right? Like, the problem with emulating the new Xboxes and the new Playstations is that you need a hell of a computer in order to do it whereas the switch is a you know a very lightweight machine right yeah especially like i mean a perfect example of how you know how hard it is for the switch to play certain games is that a real common thing now is cloud versions of games i don't know if you've seen this because obviously you don't own a switch so you know maybe this isn't news to you but a lot of the heftier games are available on switch to but via cloud streaming only oh, okay yeah so a perfect example is remedies control which came out like in 2019 mm-hmm. beautiful game it made the ps4 and the xbox one chug quite a bit and i mean obviously they they, they released a better version of it with the ultimate edition on like ps5 and xbox series x and it, it plays it definitely plays better on those machines but like 
they're going to stick it on the switch. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's not going to work at all. And they realized that. So they made a game like it's a cloud streaming version only. And I mean, like, I don't know how much you follow the Smash Brothers discourse, but they recently announced the final Smash Brothers fighter. And it was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Who, who apparently was the most requested fighter they've ever had. Like for for any of the Smash Brothers games, oh, really? it was like, yeah, like they did like a poll during the game before it, like the Wii U one. And mm-hmm. it was like number one by like not even close. Like it, it, Sora was like number one by an enormous margin. And they just kept that secret because they're like, well, we don't have we're not getting this character. So we should shut up and not tell anybody. And then they worked on it for quite a while. And I, I assume that part of the reason why it took so long was because Disney kind of owns Sora as well. It's not just a square character, square Enix character. Right. But like, I remember when they made the announcement, I saw it because I was watching it live. I saw people posting on Twitter that like, none of the mainline Kingdom Hearts games are on a Nintendo console. Like none of them. Mm -hmm. Why is this interesting? Like, why is this the character that got picked? And during the announcement, like at the end of the announcement, they're like, oh, also, here are all the here are all the Kingdom Hearts games coming to to Switch. Also, they're all cloud streaming versions. And it was like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were PS2 games. Like how right, yeah. how can the Switch not run them? And I actually was was watching a video by another guy who who's actually like a game developer, so he would know better than I. And he basically was like game development's hard. Like if you just throw the PC version on a couple what are those things called? blades you know throw a couple blades with the pc version on it into a server farm that it's, it's way cheaper than paying somebody to to go through and and you know redevelop the code so that it could work on a switch and because like and, and that was the other thing too during the presentation that I, I was like this is the most shocking thing that's live in this presentation is anytime they showed any video from kingdom hearts there was a small asterisk in the corner that said footage from the playstation 4 version and i'm like what <laughs> like they're they're straight up acknowledging that this is the playstation version in their in their trailer like right they, I, if they hadn't i just would have assumed it was the pc version or something right but yeah yeah they, i so i don't know if they maybe there's a server farm full of ps4s <laughs> streaming to the switch i don't know but yeah but yeah more people are, are like some of the these heavier games are they're they're streaming via cloud so like it must not be too hard to to emulate, you know, those games like Metroid Dread is is made on f- for for less, I guess, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Real estate on a computer processor versus a game that would be available on like a PS4 or well, PS4. I was going to say, yeah, it's like running it on a cell phone, right? Anything you're, you can run on your cell phone, your computer can run it a hundred times better, right? Even right. with the overhead of like the emulation and everything like that. So... Interesting. Well, it's it's inspired me, Mike, to look up some Nintendo Switch uh, ROMs. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I will do after this episode. Well, the funny thing was is that it, this article sparked quite a, a a discourse in the in the community that was like, well, emulation's not wrong, and people are like, yeah emulation isn't wrong but they basically just told people to pirate this brand new game like literally it just came yeah, out yeah yeah there's there's a a difference between just straight up piracy versus emulating a ps2 game that you remember from your childhood or something like that right yeah yeah and and one of the things that people were saying was like like 
the reason that some that Metroid is popular is because like people emulated Super Metroid and and the the Game Boy games on on emulators. Like that's how people got to play those games. Because I don't know if you know this, but Nintendo is not very good at you know allowing people to to get to their older games. Uh, I mean, not not the worst, but like there's a lot of their stuff that's like locked onto older consoles and you can't get it. But then there's like they'll sell you super Mario brothers one, like 15 different ways from Sunday. And it, it, even though you have like an account that that's like your Nintendo account, you still have to buy it like five times if you want it kind of a thing. Like, right. Like if you bought, if you bought super Mario brothers on the Wii, it didn't work on the Wii U or the switch or the 3ds, all other places that use the same account to work on. Like it was, you know, that's what Nintendo does is they sell the same game over and over again. But at the same time, they're also pretty good at not selling those games as well. Like, you know, the, the, when was the last time you were able to buy a new copy of a Metroid game besides this one? Like the last fully available Metroid game was on the Wii, you know, like, yes. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So it's like some people are like, but but that's the thing. People are saying things like people learned about metroid using emulators so you shouldn't poo poo emulators and they're like yeah but the reason that they weren't making metroid games is because people weren't buying metroid games like if you don't buy this game and you emulate it instead they're not going to make more metroid games like like <laughs> so yeah it's it, it made for a very interesting discourse over the weekend that's for sure yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's nothing, uh, nothing quite as divisive, I think, as ROMs and emulation and stuff. I, I can never decide if emulation has become more popular now or less popular now. Because I remember, I'm going to say, five, maybe 10 years ago, it was like all the rage, right? Because you could play your old Super Nintendo games and N64 games and stuff. And I don't know, I feel like we've kind of hit like a a barrier you know it's been kind of ps2 is but as good as you get for a long time now they're finally dabbling with ps3 and everything like that but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's funny because i've always been like the kind of person who's like no 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 i want to buy the original game on the original hardware like i it's 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 good in a few cases but like i don't really you know i, I remember when i used emulators for like super nintendo it was all stuff that's like this is a japanese game that you can't play or this game is like incredibly rare and that that's right. really what it's gotten down to now is this like a whole bunch of stuff where it's like man I, i'd love to play like a perfect example is a game called haunting ground it mm-hmm. is a a playstation 2 game it's very late in the life cycle i didn't even hear of haunting ground until like a year ago and i'm like oh wow haunting ground this seems really cool and it's made by the guys who made like resident evil and stuff I should right. check this out. Oh, this game is expensive. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe I, this is something to look into emulation for. Well, and, and and I guess that's the that's where I look at it, right? Is you know, if I want to see a, a a painting, I can go to the museum or the art gallery and just see it, you know, and mm-hmm. experience everything that it has to yeah. offer, right? Whereas if you know, I want to experience an old game that's you know years out of print, it's like, like what's what's my option? Is it just you know? too goddamn bad or you know if if something like nintendo doesn't offer it for sale or whatever like how am i supposed to experience it sometimes the emulation piracy angle is the only way you're ever going to get to experience it right so yeah yeah it's a challenge it makes it tough listen to your heart and (laughs) and 
play emulators of what works for you. You know, like if, if yeah. you think if you think that uh, emulating a console that is readily available for sale and has its games on a shelf, but at the same time, a company whose games never go on sale. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe that's what you want to do is yeah. emulate backups air quotes <laughs> who knows who knows so yeah up to you whatever you want to do i know that that's what chris is going to do when he finishes this podcast and me i don't know i'll probably go to sleep because i'm tired all the time <laughs> that's right you got to do it makes you feel good mike yeah definitely definitely so i think on that note that will do it for this week's episode of part-timers full-time dads so you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-timers full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, Castbox, and all your favorite podcast listening services if you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what, what we said was dead wrong send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. We did it, Mike. We did it. We did it.